0: So you're white bud you're not a great cameraman. All you do is provide crotch shots, dude. Can we not provide crotch shots for the podcast? For the people? Can we can we aim it up, please? Ugh, there. And we'll just leave it there. Is that good? We'll just So today I wanted to talk about tiny houses. As you can see, we're kind of crammed in here, Nicole's cooking supper over there, and I got the toddler in and out, Sawyer, do you want to say hi? He's unplugging all of my things so that I can't hear, I can't see what's going on. Um, do you like that? You're having fun with the thing? But anyway, I want to talk about what it's like living in a tiny house. For those of you who don't know, I used to live in a bus, and I transitioned from my bus into a camper, truck top camper that I took across the country. And I ended up here, buying this little abode, this little house, and now we live in it, three of us that's um, a lot at some times because of of him, because he's a lot. Um, Living with a toddler in a tiny space isn't easy, especially when there's like danger about, and when you're trying to have like a studio and things for stuff like this to have a spot that you can shoot and a spot that you can call your own. Especially if you're an introvert and you wanna like do your own thing, um, it's not that easy. When one, you've got a screaming toddler and two, you're constantly in each other's space. So homesteading is one of those things where you have to constantly be doing something and there's no real downtime. And it's hard when you're in a a tiny house, in a tiny dwelling, and you kind of only have the choice to be in each other's space. There's no free time. So it's not really for introverts. I find tiny living specifically not really for the the introverted, wouldn't you say, babe? It makes it hard. You like to play your Game Boy sometimes. Yeah. Do you want to talk, talk on mic? Okay. You just find yeah. You find a you find a corner of the house and you just kind of hide sometimes. That's why my my office is in the other side of the basement because it just makes it easier for me to go hide there. Sometimes when I work. Eight hours a day, or six to eight hours a day. Um, But most of the time, you're kind of. I would like to be spending my time outside. The toddler has completely ruined my audio, so I can't hear anything now. But I like to spend most of my time outside uh, in the shed, but the shed isn't insulated, so we can't really use that yet. Uh, Or I can't really use that more for this kind of thing, yet I did for the last episode, did uh, use that, use the shed out there, but now, just kind of stuck with using, and I wanted to show what it's what it's like. Yeah, tiny houses aren't ideal, especially if you're intro, I think if you're extroverted, you can kind of get away with it, and, oh, sorry, don't kick the, Nicole's trying to squeeze by, that's the issue here, is that we don't have much space to do much of anything i mean we got rid of the piano which which really helped because having a piano as much as it sounds great and it's fun to to play on the piano you don't really have enough room to do that sort of thing so we're now living with a keyboard i've it doesn't sound as good as a piano does but we'll see i'll maybe play it Sometime or one of these days on the podcast. But, um, yeah, tiny house living isn't as glamorous as people. Like, people make it out that, like, oh, it's so amazing. It's the best that you live in this tiny little dwelling with your significant other or your significant other and your kids. And then the reality of it is you end up... Um, Like this, just in close proximity to each other all the time, right? Yeah. Anyway, so... And it's not cute! Like, people make it look, or try to make it look super cute that you just live in your tiny house. And it's like, oh, it's so amazing. But real people, like, human beings aren't that clean. Are people really... Like, I don't think there's people out there that really, genuinely keep their houses that, like, ridiculously clean. I think they are aliens. I think they're crazy people. Because our house is constantly, like, we got laundry, even, like, in the background. I could hardly find a spot that you could uh, not see a bunch of junk. Not junk. Just stuff. Because when you have things you need to store or things you need, like, when you're cooking, you need somewhere to put your spices. And then you need somewhere to put toddler and toddler diapers and then your clothes. And yes, you can downsize to a certain extent, but there's only so much you can do when you, well, especially when you're producing stuff. You have a number of cameras and uh, you just... When you're homesteading, homesteading doesn't lend itself well to tiny living, really. At least not in this climate. Uh, If we lived in a different climate and I could be outside more and shooting more outside, more of the year, it might be a little different. But the fact that six-ish months of the year we're just not able to really be outside really makes it, it difficult. So you kind of have to figure it out and like where you're going to store your wood and where you're going to keep this and where you're going to keep that. And uh, you end up with a toddler in your shot most of the time for what you're trying to do or you're trying to do voiceovers for clients and stuff. And then you have a toddler screeching upstairs or banging on the piano or so you just kind of make do. Right, babe? What do you think about living in a tiny house? Do you want to add something? You don't have to come on camera, but you can talk if you want. No. No interjections as to what tiny house living is like. I mean, it's cute. We just we just installed a little bench over there that really works. We used to have, like, more seating uh, or more chairs just sort of strewn about. They were kind of more comfortable. They were cute. But now we've got a more efficient uh, bench-style, bar-style, I guess, thing. With a couple of stools that works well as like a dining room table and then our coffee table doubles as a dining room table and i guess everything doubles as a dining room table when you're living in a tiny house you just kind of put your plate or you put your whatever on whatever you can because it's not that easy to uh find space around here right and then when you're It's not that easy being cheesy. Well, it's not that easy when you're trying to do, like, renovations and stuff. If you live in a bigger house and you're trying to renovate, you kind of just, like, you block off this space and then you do it. Whereas when you're living somewhere this small, you can't really. Like, we were working on the floor in the bathroom this weekend. and Well, Nicole was, quite frankly. And... You don't really have the option to not finish it. Otherwise, you just have stuff in the way uh, for an extended period of time. That's what we've run into is that when you have to go, well, you have to take care of the toddler and you have to eat and you have to sleep. And in order to do that, you're just going to have stuff in the way and you can't really effectively like renovate your bedroom or renovate Sawyer's bedroom or renovate the bathroom or really anything unless you have somewhere external to keep or house your things. So that is kind of a pain. And it's something where this, this space is constantly evolving. It's constantly changing and we love it. I mean, we've kind of, we made it cute. We got our doors and our lights and our chalkboard painted wall over there. And, and it's cute. And it, it is ours, it's our little space, but it's not perfect by any means. There's still issues and it's definitely not toddler proof. Like I find a lot of cute houses and uh, tiny houses. You, you look at them and you're like, oh my goodness, they're so amazing. But they're not toddler proof, not even close. Like you got beds up in a loft and then there, it's like an open loft. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. Except a toddler would like dive off of the friggin' loft, and it wouldn't end well, for little ones. Or you've just got things stored places, and like, oh, you've got a billion cabinets that the toddler could just rummage through and throw stuff around, and it just doesn't make sense, it doesn't, make, It's it's hard, and if anybody, actually, if you have some advice as to how to live tiny living, I'm sure people do it, and they do it effectively, we're just bad at it, maybe. Um, Bad at maintaining our little space with the, the toddler. He's a lot. He's chaotic. Look at him. Look, are you chaotic right now? Yes, you're a lot. What are you saying? He's playing right now, I guess. Kind of climbing on me. But tiny living, and at least living in the bus, was certainly experience. For me, it was something that really helped get rid of, not necessarily get rid of, but it helped treat my anxiety, uh, at least to a certain extent, because I lived for so long with so much anxiety, with so much fear, and living in the bus, I remember for the first three months, because I was parked, I lived in Fredericton, I lived in the city, and because I was parked for, or in places in the city, it was a challenge, to find somewhere to park that i wasn't scared that somebody was going to kick me out or wasn't scared that somebody was going to come along and like try to break in uh and that seems to be i remember when i was part of the community part of the van dwelling or tiny house living community it was something that that was like the biggest fear was that the police or somebody would just come kick you out of the parking lot and I never wanted that. And I think I only experienced that twice. And it was only here in New Brunswick. I drove across the entire country and never ran into that. And I think that was because it, here I was using the same places over and over. And I mean, not I tried to stagger it so I wasn't there two nights in a row. The only place I think ever did that was Walmart. But I mean, Walmart, especially in the summer months, is known as like the place that you can camp but it was, it was an experience for sure. But it, it really helped with my anxieties because I ended up after those first th- three months where I just lay awake and every car that was driving by or all the footprints. When you live in a city, you just, you're just you scared. You're staring up at the ceiling wondering if this person is going to try to break in. If that person is going to come knock and, and shine a light in your face and say, hey, you can't, you can't be here. And that was never my experience. Um, fortunately, that was never my experience. I know other people that, that have rough experiences or don't have quite as nice of experience that I did. So I'm very thankful for that anyway. Uh, but definitely the winter months. I remember living in the, in the camper in Winnipeg or in Calgary. It was, it was the most difficult time to To do the van dwelling sort of thing, because when you're in a, a parking lot that needs to get plowed or that needs to get to get serviced in the winter months, you can't really stay there uh, overnight or at least for an extended period of time because you need to move. Like, you got to get out of the way. And it's cold. And I was lucky. I uh, installed a little wood stove, which is 100% not safe. But I installed a little wood stove in the camper that, that worked. And... It kept me warm, but there was still, because it was so small, you really couldn't put that much heat into it, and there was mornings where I'd wake up, and it was like minus two, minus three inside, and it'd be minus 10, minus 15 outside, and it just made life difficult at times, because it was so cold. I mean, I had the winter sleeping bag and, and enjoyed it. Again, it's an experience, but for an extended period of time, it's just not feasible Like You could probably do it for a year, two years, maybe up to five years, but it's hard. And to progress in life, and I know everybody sort of has a different view of what progressing in life is or settling down, if you will, but... It's just not a feasible, not a feasible thing in my mind or in my desires, what I want in life to do long term, to just continue doing. What i found is that I love the homesteading, the animals, the, the ha- having our own food, growing our own vegetables, which we utterly fail at, failed, uh, past tense, hopefully we'll be better this year. I'll build a greenhouse and it will be, be good. But... Homesteading is more what I enjoy and the having a family and having Nicole and Sawyer about is more what I want rather than the, the uh, van dweller, the voya- voyager, the vagrant lifestyle was something that I enjoyed for a time and loved it and learned a lot from it. Uh, learned a lot of self-sufficiency, was able to get over a lot of my anxieties just that had been instilled in me from nothingness, just personal blah, whatever that I was able to get over. And now trying to get over other insecurities and, and learn other things and to figure things out because this is hard. And I appreciate that it's hard. It's something that I think homesteaders, like nobody really claims that it's easy, but they kind of have this glorification of it. That that homesteading is this awesome, like, woo, they, we're going to breed our chickens and our pigs and it's going to be this awesome lifestyle that is amazing all the time. And it's not because it's hard. And you have to wake up early and you have to take care of animals and you have to go outside when it's cold and you don't want to. And I'm lucky to be able to work from home and to be able to sort of be lax about it. But it's not. It's certainly not easy. And it's not as it shouldn't be as glorified really as it is because it's hard. But nothing uh is worth having that really is is easy so if we're able to to do this long term i'll be extremely thankful because it's rewarding yes it's hard but at the end of the day you just simply feel better because you're doing it and because you're growing and because you're learning and because something relies on you i have a family that relies on me i have animals that rely on me so at the end of the day, I'm I'm just thankful we're blessed, even in spite of this little monster. But uh, I think dinner is calling my name, so that's where we're gonna end it now. Come here, let me touch you. I I'm so tired mm-hmm. Be sure to like and subscribe to YouTube too can be part of the homegrown family